I listen to the Black Guy Who Tips because Rod and Karen are so hot. Hey, welcome to another episode of the Black Guy Who Tips podcast. I'm your host, Rod, joined as always by my co-host, Karen. And we are live on a Wednesday, a Walking Dead Wednesday. It's the day of the week that we, we recap the Walking Dead from a year ago that already ended. But <laughs> it is what it is. You guys like it. We see the comments. We see the uh, the feedback. The all that stuff, and uh, we we made a we made a mission, a pledge to finish this out. So that's what we're gonna do. Yes, sir. Today's no exception. Uh, let's see. The official weapon of the show is the phone chair, an unofficial sport, bullet ball, a bullet ball extreme. Today's episode is Outpost Twenty Two. That's the name of it. Um, you know what? Let's play the theme song and then we'll get into our recap. That's right. It's recap time. Outpost 22. That is episode 174 overall. Episode 21 of this season, uh, directed by Tanya, Tanya McKiernan, written by James Barnes. Uh, Karen, you know how we always start. What did you think about this episode in general? I thought this episode was good. Um, it moved it along uh, and pushed the storyline along and filled in some blanks, you know, about, you know, because they got separated what happened to some of the other people and stuff like that. So I'm really interested to see what they're going to do. And, um, you know, we get to the, uh, 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 talk about what we looking forward to. Uh, I'm looking forward to the trial of the century with uh, Eugene. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, that's good to the end. Yeah. Yes. Um, but uh, I enjoyed this episode as well. I thought... Um, you know, it was a cool twist from between this version of the Commonwealth and the comics. Yes. And it definitely made the Commonwealth feel more sinister in a way that I think in the comics is the the Commonwealth never feels sinister to me. It mm-hmm. just feels like fucked up, like with the classism yes. and and the fact that, you know, that that people you know it's the zombie apocalypse you think we just kind of move shift away into like almost some uh you know some 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 future version of the world because we don't have banks anymore what's the point of all this capitalism and they like we want it how it used to be and i that makes sense for a lot of particularly people of a certain age they're gonna be like hey i like it when it the world used to function how it used to run some form of normalcy yeah but to me it always felt a little like silly and far-fetched and with the fact that i know the point they're trying to drive home but in the comic books it felt like with everything our people had been through you could have seen them getting to the commonwealth and being like leave well enough alone fuck it they just do shit weird over there right and who gives a fuck it doesn't really seem to be hurting anybody uh, people are free to move the fuck out of there and go live in a different community if they want, blah, blah, blah. With this one, you, you starting from last season with the whole immigration thing where they, mm. you know, and, and I, yeah. then the classism and stuff. And then just the particulars in this episode, this made it feel to me for the first time like this is a place that needs to be, they need to 
be taken down. And and that makes sense. It it, it does add uh the show adds a depth that the book didn't have any. I agree. Yeah, because just the idea of like, oh, some people grew up where lawyers made a lot of money and they just kind of want to keep that thing, blah, blah, blah. Uh, nah, this this made it worse. So mm, Yes, it did. Let's get into it. I broke it into three sections, but the sections kind of all blend together. Yes. Um, The one I'll do first that is kind of an outlier and we can get to it uh, pretty fast. Uh, But it's a section uh, that I like to call slavery. Okay. (laughs) Ah, that's what it was. uh, Shit. That's the the name of this segment. Chain gang. Yeah, they... They, 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 they was over there. I hate it slavery. Yeah, let's take it back <laughs> to the old school. Um, so uh, we last left off where um, we saw Ezekiel and the others on a bus. And on that bus, they were basically getting, um, you know, just getting bust with hoods on their heads. So they didn't know they were going. They were hostages, essentially. Mm-hmm. And they were being taken to a location that we didn't even know where the location was um, they drugged them. so we wake up exactly at the like uh i guess out, a few hours after the moment we left we left where we saw ezekiel get drugged uh he wakes up in the back uh on the back of that bus he wakes up in that bus and takes his hood covering off um there's no guards in there with them and they're they probably assume they're about still sleeping He's trying to get his bearings. Everyone else in the bus still has their hoods on. Um, some banging noises start uh, outside the bus that kind of brings everyone else up. Everyone's groggy and waking up from being drugged. Um, and then um, he, you know, he's looking around at people. And uh, Kelly uh, asks, "How long have they been like out?" And Zeke said he doesn't know, but he says his neck is still sore from the whatever they injected him with, meaning like they can't have traveled but so far because you know like my the 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 stick in my neck still hurts from the prick of the needle. Yeah, and he was one of the last people to get stuck. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, Annie Negan's wife, Negan's black wife. Come on. Uh, she notices that the truck that had Gabriel, Maggie, and Rosita in it are missing because they were part of a caravan. And one truck is missing, and she thinks, man, maybe there was a a crash. I was in and out of my drug state, but I remember us stopping. Ah, right, because it's one of those things where they drugged them, and, yeah, I could see people kind of fading in and out, trying to wake up, but not completely waking up because you're kind of drugged, and, you know, people probably feeling high and things like that. So Negan says they either, like, Maggie Gabe and Rosie either escaped or they – basically dead we don't know right now we don't know one of the two is happening and no one can see the kids from the bus so wherever they're at they still don't know where the children were taken you know judith and all them on a separate bus uh right Uh, assume you know assuming that wherever they're at um and then a man comes on the bus and tells them they're about to be at a hard labor camp your children are safe. If you do play by the rules, you can see your kids again. Um, nobody has any names, including me. Don't call me a name. Y'all don't have names. Don't refer to each other by your names. Now, this is interesting because these people know each other's names. Right. 
so you know essentially they're trying some psychological manipulation to keep everyone isolated from each other to dehumanize people yeah, so there won't be no unity or no quote-unquote uprising because everybody's going to feel separated and alone yeah now it also adds some impracticality to things but i guess maybe we'll see how long this storyline lasts and how detailed these rules are because you know it's just we have names for a reason you know, they didn't even give them, like, inmate numbers or something, um, which jails do. They dehumanize you with a number, but the number is still an individual thing for you. Correct. Um, at any rate, they're just like, no names. Don't say anybody else's name. Um, get off the rear of the bus if I point at you. He points at a bunch of people, splitting these people up yeah. from the group. Yeah, and, and it would not be surprising if he looked down and basically could tell from the body language or just the way people said these people know each other these people don't and the people that he figured out know each other he immediately split them up i couldn't tell honestly i because at first i was looking for patterns like is it women and you said in the women places is it people that you think can't do as much work so you're looking at people like oh this person's older uh, they're weaker or something okay i wasn't even thinking about that i was I, just thinking I about mean, the relationship because he was like he didn't want which means he wanted, but we know the people on the bus that do know each other correct and like he like he didn't split kelly up from from um ezekiel they're sitting right next to each other they were they weren't sitting next to each other Ezekiel was sitting beside an Asian woman, and she okay. and she was like a row or two behind him. Okay, well, all right. I mean, but if they had some inside, no, I think if they had some inside thing on who knows who, oh, no, it would have been more specific. It felt random, and like, I mean, I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm saying I didn't see what it is that made me go. Oh, it's definitely because the people know each other. Oh no, 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 no. And, and when I say know each other, I don't mean this person didn't know if they know each other. He may have been reading like subtle signs, like body language, and you know how close were they are together. And, I, I hear what you're saying. I know exactly like what you mean. I'm just mm -hmm. saying nothing. They didn't show that. Okay, he didn't. Okay. He, did, he never right. confirms that. He doesn't turn to somebody and goes, That's "We don't true. want people knowing each other." No one says later on as one of the other rules of the like. Yeah, they don't like it when people, you know, they know each other or whatever. And like I said, and it didn't feel like he had any inside information because mm -hmm. obviously he ended up with four of the people knew each other. You know, Negan and out, and only one of them got kicked off. It seemed like you would kind of go two and two there or something, but. Um, but like I said, I have I don't really that it could be what you're saying. I also think just looking for patterns, it could be people he thought couldn't do as much work. True, like this woman's pregnant. This man is old. This person is too frail. Okay, right. Like he like he might have wanted one group to actually do more physical labor and maybe yeah, one group to do like something. I, that, that he, makes sense he tells too. everybody that those people are going to a different camp. Um um but he also kind of intimates that maybe they will be seeing them later like y'all will be going to the same camp but not but after a hard days of labor like y'all aren't gonna get to go straight there you're gonna meet that, up because he didn't say like we're splitting y'all up and you'll never see him again the way we are your children correct so you know i, I mean i'm sure the, the show wants us thinking about that and We'll get the answers next episode mm -hmm. to some of these questions, but it was a very interesting tactic. Um, Negan tells e a Annie he's going to get them out of there, all three of them. Um, the man says the rest of y'all are going to work until the tracks are clear and the others are being taken to a different site. Um, 
and then he tells them this is hard work and but it, but this is gonna help rebuild society and it's better to be here with us instead of out there in the wasteland. And when he said wasteland, it made me think: is it wasteland as in like Fear the Walking Dead and that like nuclear stuff they're dealing with, where like maybe that happened at the same because we got the timelines have to be matching up around now. And it made me think: like, is wasteland literally a wasteland, or is that just what they call the places outside of? the outpost that they've established i'm assuming that i'm assuming that somebody in there has considered everything outside of that area wasteland and the whole thing is to go to these communities and you know kind of bring them in and if they're not in they're quote-unquote considered wasteland or just dealing with zombies as a wasteland yeah it made me wonder i I mean yeah it it could be either to me but it made me think about it because i was like saying that these people have it better than being in the wasteland is kind of not true for at least a lot of the people that survived outside of the commonwealth you know these like the alexandrians can make a living out there in the quote-unquote wasteland if all you're saying is the wasteland is places outside of alexandria i mean outside of uh the commonwealth the, I, I guarantee you that our people would rather be out there than be in a slave labor camp true all of them would but also you possibility you're talking about people who may have been a part of the community and now they're kicked out yeah so a lot of their fear is to be outside of outside mm-hmm. of that realm and like you said this person sound like they have no knowledge of who these who these people are who's mm-hmm. being shipped to him so he might tell this statement to everybody but i'm like you it's like oh yeah you're talking to a group that actually would be survive better out there than they would doing this bullshit so the reason i'm pointing all this out is because i'm thinking about how sloppy this is these people don't seem to have any reconnaissance on the people that they're bringing into the labor camp. Like they don't seem to know and they act like it doesn't matter, but people's stories and where they came from and what they did to survive matter the most right now, because that tells you the potential of what they can do. And so it's one thing to think, Oh, we're kicking out soft Commonwealth citizens and putting them into a situation where we know they can't survive without us anyway, so fuck them. We're going to make them work themselves to death. Right. It's another thing to try to do that to the Alexandrians, to fucking Negan, to, and, and, you and, know, Hilltop, because all those people seen some shit, and, and you don't even know how dangerous these people are. That boils back to Pamela. Pamela, did she don't really understand how dangerous they are. She, quote, unquote, understands as far as they fucked up in Commonwealth. But she really don't understand. So to her, she just told them, hey, y'all, it's a bunch of people we kicking out. And here they go. Like, she didn't even really consider giving them the 411, informing them, letting them know, quote, unquote, how actually dangerous they are. Because like you say, when people come in, they don't actually go against your history. What do you do for a living? What do you like? They really, truly don't know these people. They Right. They don't seem to have done any research. They don't even seem to know why people got kicked out. Mm-mm. you know yeah. that would be vital information you know um so yeah a lot of this for me is just very like uh, <clears throat> showing me that these this is a sloppy organization it's sloppily run and mm-hmm. our people it really won't take them much to take this shit down we don't even need like a full group of our people just a handful of them can figure out how to, to take these motherfuckers out because they still sleeping on them right um everyone goes to work picking up debris and so they're picking up debris from the track now this was kind of funny because 
the guy kept stressing about how hard this work was. But I think, you know, obviously because it's just, you probably have to illustrate that with actors on TV. And you want to give the actors a way to, like, you know, talk and do stuff. But they essentially had them just, like, picking up sticks off of the track. Mm -hmm. And that's not that hard a labor. Like, they were making it sound like they were going to be, like, you know, uh, breaking, you know, that's the sound of a man working yeah, on the chain. Like, like they would be cracking rocks and shit. Yeah, like they really made it sound like this arduous labor, and then it was just like, I don't know, pick up that branch and then bring it to me, and then I'll put it in a bin. And, uh, you know, like they weren't laying railroad tracks or nothing. Like it was just so, kind of a weird thing. Well, I don't know if it was something they had to clear up and then turn around and lay, like redo the it track. It didn't seem like it because the tracks were laid. Maybe they'll show us some harder labor later, but. Right. Uh, the way he made it sound like y'all motherfuckers ain't gonna y'all gonna be working on y'all selves to death it was like uh what i want here's three sticks um so then here's some leaves kelly um looks around and she's like looking at ezekiel and she's like yo we should make a run for it um there's only three guards and zeke tells us shut up he's like shut up you don't know what you're talking about and Negan, because um, Ezekiel is smart, he's like, mm, I've kind of looked around, like you said, underestimating the group. I've kind of looked around, and yeah, it might be three of them, but it's gonna be a problem if you try to run. Yeah, you 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 have to do a little recognizance, you know. Mm-hmm. And I think she's very Kelly's very impatient. Yeah, and this feels like a little bit to me like we need to give the actor that plays Kelly something to do mm-hmm. because you know Kelly as a character it's been a while since they've had a story centered around Kelly and mm-hmm. so um and we know Connie and Kelly are you know like family and we know that there's like a a, a bond there but I feel like we spent so much time worried about Connie missing now that she was on her other foot uh, where Kelly's the one that's been taken away um, and we haven't seen Connie with her yet and it's like is Kelly gonna lose her stuff this is very stressful uh, uh, you know so I think they wanted to give you know Kelly as a character or something and so Kelly's arc was kind of being the one that was like panicking and kind of afraid yes um, so Zeke is like shut the fuck up we'll calm down we don't know shit yet let's just Let's, Let's just figure out the routine, right? Right, but Kelly's like, the woods is right there, nigga, we can make it. And so Negan goes to ask a guard about his wife, like, hey, I just want to know if, you you know, he approaches with that really calm confidence. It's not a threat. He's talking to him like, you know, if you went to the post office and you had a package that told you it was delivered, but you didn't see it in your box, he's talking to him that way, like, Hey, I I know you're working hard, but I I just I got this thing. The package told me is they say the package is here, but you know I think it might be in the back. Yeah, I can got you, a note. I mean the tracking. Can, yeah, uh, can you can, can you, you look ha- for me? Yes. Except he was saying that about his wife. Like, hey, my wife is pregnant. She got taken to a different camp, and just, and the guy just hits him upside the head. <laughs> just 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 call him a nigga. Just call him niggas. He just, was like boop. Just hit him for no fucking no reason. reason. He was like, slave, get back to work. And so the um, the guard goes, you stop to eat, you stop to sleep. Understood? Like, basically, you don't stop working unless you eating or sleeping. 
Negan just says understood and turns around and goes back to work. Um, and of course I'm thinking to myself like, okay, so this is that hardcore slavery, slavery, no customer service. Mm -mm. Um, what's the customer service? Right. And so, um, in the background, three randos who we don't know, they execute plan Kelly and say, Let's run into the woods. Yeah. No one's ever thought of this before. <laughs> right, right. And also it's one of those days where I was trying to figure out, did Negan do that on purpose, like to actually give them a form of a distraction or something mm -hmm. like that? Or did he really was concerned? Because the way he looked like was like, all right, I got your number. Mm -hmm. So I, it may have been something where they was like, if you know, we'll run. And he was like, okay, cool. I'm not going with you, but okay. So I don't think it was a plan at all because I okay. think the show would have had to like give us at least a nudge, wink, wink to that. <gasps> True. Some sort of like yeah, face yeah. exchange between him and other people, a conversation. Right. I really think these people just were like, the second we get, they get distracted, we're running. <laughs> the, 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 the second somebody turn their back, we out. And it was the fact that we didn't know them and they never showed. Yeah, we don't even the, know the, their names. We, they, they, don't they, they didn't show them interacting. That makes yeah. sense, yeah, because I forgot. You you, you got uh, Jessica Kang doing it now. Yeah, she did something to kind of inform you of, hey, this is what's happening. I think the main thing they wanted to show is that Kelly's plan was stupid. And yes. If she would have done that and, and, and Zeke would have listened, they both would have been dead. Mm -hmm. You know, so of course, these motherfuckers run off these randos. They immediately get shot down by some guards. Yeah, because the, the, the trees are sparse. So, I mean, it ain't like you going to be running and running into some thickets. Some and thickets. they wasn't running zigzag. Nope. <laughs> they run so. a straight line. And then Zeke, you know, he looked at he looked at Kelly like. And you're down in Baltimore having big fun. Weren't you, Vanessa? Isn't that where you were? Didn't you go down there to Baltimore and have big fun, Vanessa? Tell me, didn't you go for big fun? He was looking like, that could have been us. <laughs> right, you out here playing around. This dumbass plan, we would have been dead, but Kelly looked shook. Like, Kelly's face was completely like, oh my God. They shooting. You, this, like, yeah. this, they ain't got them guns for no reason. Yeah, this is not a prank. No. You know, it was like, I oh. mean, I mean, did, didn't you see the, the slavery sign when we got down here? What's wrong with you? Right. So she she really was, it got real for her. I hate slavery. And so um, they go back to, you know, doing their work or whatever. Um, although I do have to point out at this point, love what they've done with Kelly's hair. Mm -hmm. Kelly's natural hair looks I mean it always looked good but it was I know it was shorter kind of in the past but like love this look I, I feel like you know her hostagehood must have had some silk on the inside yes it when did. they kidnapped her they was like not the edges not too much on the edges mm -hmm. y'all um so then Zeke later on they're they're at lunch he gets two bowls of gray gruel um and he gives one to Kelly who sits by herself and eats it and he kind of sees she's out of it so he goes and sits by himself also since they told them not to like learn each other's names and stuff feels like they probably not supposed to be just like chit-chatting right because if you chit-chat guess what you're gonna start asking for names and who are you and shit like that so he sits and then by himself at a table then negan sits at a at the angle to the table with his back turned to him 
like they don't know each other, like they're not talking. Mm-mm. And but he's talking to him, saying like, "Don't turn around." And Zeke is like, "What the fuck you want? I don't like you. I don't fuck with you." I go out of my way to not talk to you. Have been doing this for years. Yes. It's it's, fuck you for always to me. Right. Because you rarely see them in a scene together. Yeah. And it's very, he's like, I'm keeping that same energy. I don't know what the fuck these niggas talking about letting you in the community, but fuck you. And Negan's like, listen, man, you're going to have to put that shit on the shelf so we can work together. And he's like, shit, you mean shit like face melting, like coerced marriage? killing my people fuck you nigga i don't want to work with you right and negan says it was like pepper triumphs remembers right <laughs> right the north never forgets right he's like y'all better calm down um Pepperidge farm remembers so he he says you know i'm keeping that same energy leave me alone but negan's like listen everything i did i probably deserve to be in jail in this place like this mm-hmm. but the rest of y'all Y'all don't deserve to be in here. Yeah, he was my like, wife and my unborn child don't deserve to be in here. Yeah, he like look, look. I know I'm fucked up. Like mm-hmm. me being here, cool, 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 cool. And I think Negan is even content with like, hey, if y'all even leave without me with her, I am cool with that. Like right. I'm fine with that. But it's not fair for y'all to be suffering for some shit because y'all ain't the type of people that actually deserve this type of punishment. So by mentioning his black wife, he gets Zeke to to, to calm down. Right and. You know, suddenly Zeke is like, well, where did they take Annie? And Negan says, I don't know, but I'm going to find her. And Negan emphasizes we need to work together for everybody's sake. And uh, I know because I know how this warden's playbook is running. They use fear to keep the rest of us in line. That's what I used to do. Mm -hmm. And he said, and then so Zeke goes, you're going to scare everybody into revolting? And he's like, no, it won't work. The only way I can get everybody to to do that we need to use hope that's what you do and he's right zeke led with hope the kingdom was all about hope oh, yes it even was. as he was compromising and selling shit to negan and them to keep them from messing up the thing he ran everything like it was a fucking larping like it like he he was like king hope yes he was and i i think that's one trait that jerry picked up and jerry was like hey I believe, like, I am a hopeful person. Like, this world is so fucked up. It's very, very hard to survive if you don't have some form of, of glimmer of an ounce of hope in it. Right. And and we know that that Ezekiel can rally people around hope. We've seen it before. Mm-hmm. Um, he even was planning on staying in the Commonwealth as everyone was leaving, kind of because it seemed like he was... Mr. Hope, like, I, like, yes. like these people need to rally around something. I want to help this community. Um, so, and also, I think to an extent, as a character, Zeke probably resents the letting the kingdom fall and the way he acquiesced to Negan. And I think he would love, like, he's been striving for redemption the whole time. Yes. Um. So then, um, uh, Negan says basically. If you need, well, I'm sorry. Zeke says, I can do hope, but we need a spark to spark the hope. You can't just have hope out of nowhere. Right. And so Zeke uh, says, look what they're doing. They're isolating us. It's already working. Kelly's sitting by herself. We're right. over here. We she can't talk to each other. She's in panic mode. And that's when uh, the guards are like, get back to work and all this stuff. And Negan tells him, listen, I can give you hope. 
I can give you the spark, but I might not make it out of this camp with y'all. Can't are you with me? And Zeke says, "Yeah," but that yeah. So like you said, he has this vibe of like maybe whatever I have to do, I'm. It might be the thing that gives us hope, but I might have to martyr myself or something. Yeah, and he he's willing to do it because similar to uh, Ezekiel, he wants redemption too. Like mm-hmm. his whole thing is redemption. Like he's like, I have a wife, I have a child. Like I have done a lot of fucked up shit. So me doing some ounce of good on behalf of something outside of myself is a form of redemption for like me as a character, Mm -hmm. you know? And, and one thing I like about him is that Negan is like, Hey, I understand you. You not liking me. I get it. You hate me forever. Like I get it. I'm not asking for your forgiveness. All I'm doing is my action moving forward will show I'm a changed person how you perceive it, how you interpret it, if you believe it or not, that's on you. And one thing I appreciate about this is even though this is fictional, this is how people should live their real lives because nobody's perfect. But, you know, people get caught up in their own minds and their own cycles and their own judgment and the judgments of others that they're consistently being weighed down uh, with all the things that are happening. He's like, nah, 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 nah. It's fucked up. I know I fucked up. Yeah, okay. All right. I'm still mm-hmm. I'm still on what I said was true and it will forever be true that I am a changed person. I am trying my best. Will I redeem for everything? No. But I will I I will try my best. Well also the circumstances just don't allow for the best choices. It's you know, we gotta work together. We're gonna end up dying as slaves in this camp. Right. I'm willing to like do something to help us, you know, survive and get out of here are you down and the answer has to be yes or y'all stuck um you know but together they could be hope and change you know come, come zeke on. is hope and uh negan is change yes and it's also one of the things too to where uh ezekiel always thinking about the people because that was his choice for staying was he was thinking about the people so yeah i could see him going this is bigger than me i'm thinking about the people Yep. Um, so from there, we only have a little bit left in this segment. Uh, um, everyone finishes working for the day. It's late at night. And the three people who ran off into the woods and got shot, they've now zombified. Right. And they all get shot by a trooper. And it's all like three clean headshots, too, with an assault rifle. Um, and from, from like a good distance. Um, and Kelly is shook at just the idea of like that could have been there me. might not be no escape. It's she like we haven't seen Kelly down bad like this before, and it's just you know super sad. Yeah, I think it shook her because it it, it basically was like, well, damn! Not only would I have been dead, I basically would have basically quote unquote died twice because I'd have came back as a zombie and they just shot me again. Yep. Uh, so we can go to the next segment, but I got to put some music in here so I know where to put commercials. Mm. Mm.
All right. The next segment I like to call, uh, well, I actually just named it after the characters, and they all add up into the next one, and then it like concludes. So Maggie, Gabe, and Rosita. Mm-hmm. So we start with another montage. This time is Maggie-centric, and the closed caption actually said this time that the voice that we've been hearing during the voiceovers is Judith. Oh, okay. So it sounds oh, like... Cause we took, okay, because normally we don't have a closed caption on. Okay, And it sounds like a Judith to me that's been aged up. Like It yes. doesn't sound like our current Judith, Mm-mm. which makes me wonder if the season or the series will end with a Judith that is... Pull, when we find out, like, oh, the person that was saying all this is Judith, it'll be an older Judith. I agree. Uh, Maggie wakes up and shakes her hood off. She's in the back of a transport. Um, she is part of this caravan of cars that is taking the other group with uh, that are the slaves. It, she's part of that caravan, but not in the same bus as them, in a different vehicle at the back of the caravan. I wonder what they the overflow. That's like, okay, bus full. We'll just throw them on the back of these. Yeah, I think also possibly it's where they caught you, maybe. Uh, okay, you know, okay, right, right. Because they was catching people from all over the place. And the other group may have been the group they just rounded up quicker. And they was like, okay, y'all was just some, we caught y'all kind of last or later. So we're going to put y'all in with with kind of at the at the back. So Maggie shakes her hood off, um, shakes her hands out of her, like the things holding her. Um, We get a quick flashback of her being taken uh, in the flashback. So we know, okay, they, I mean, as if we didn't know already, but but they got her. Uh, She uh, wakes up Gabe, who's who's groggy, probably from being drugged, but he's becoming more alert as he's awake. She frees him. He frees Rosita. And then Rosita and Gabe jump out the back of the truck. Maggie goes to jump out the back of the truck. I imagine just it the truck hit a bump or something. Yeah, because uh, the camera was shaky. So I guess that, you know, it was showing like, hey, this is rough. And I don't know if they hit a rock, a ditch or something, but whatever it was, it threw her back. Yeah, so some kind of way, <clears throat> whether, it, but she fell back almost like someone hit the brakes. But anyway, her falling back awakens the guard that was supposed to be watching them that's right y'all this whole time they were escaping it was a guard in there clocking some z's yes he was because he was like well shit they 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 uh they drugged up they tied up what what is what's the worst that could happen he had a long day of kidnapping yes he did needed a nap so uh him and maggie fight his gun goes off shoots the driver in the head yes um killing him instantly um and then uh we cut away and come back and there's a the cars the the it's crashed yeah not only is it uh crashed before it crashes i think this may have been before the break uh she's fighting the dude and and somehow she ends up pushing the dude out he like flies out of the truck yes he does um because she she ends up shooting the driver and then that guy falls out uh the back of the truck um and then when she gets out of the truck uh she survives the crash and she gets out she realizes no one else did the other guard flew in uh the one of them of course his face was blown open from a gun mm-hmm. the other one didn't have a seatbelt on and flies out the front <laughs> he got ejected he flies out the front of the the vehicle and wear your seatbelt kids 
he he flies out the front of the vehicle and he's actually like stuck to a tree because the branches went through his body. It's very gruesome, cool special effects, mm-hmm. like practical you know effects or whatever. Uh, and especially considering we don't see the crash, which I imagine is a budget thing at that point. Mm-hmm. It's at night. But seeing the aftermath of the crash, you immediately know it was a very horrific crash. Right. Uh, Maggie tries to get a gun off of the dead driver in the front, but the other cars are starting to come drive by. That's the sound of the police. She was like, I got to go. And so she runs off into the woods and the opening theme music plays. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rosita and Gabe wake up in the what it looks like in the morning because it's more light outside. And they grab a gun off of... Uh, the I'm sorry they they wake up a zombified guard walker a star is approaching them as they're waking up from being laying in the dirt road and shit mm-hmm. and you know you have to imagine it's the walker that fell out of the back of the truck yeah somehow lost an arm but still you know became a zombie um and Gabe and um Rosita basically killed the walker about taking this knife off of it. Then they take the gun off of it. And as they take the walkie-talkie off of it, the walkie-talkie comes to life, and you hear someone go, Trooper 207 from Outpost 41 checking in. No sign of 525 or its escapees over. So we have to imagine 525 is probably the vehicle they were in. Um, And um, we now know that they were going being taken to some outpost possibly, uh, there's a interconnected walkie-talkie world between all this stuff, and Trooper 207 from Outpost 41. Mean that means there's a sophisticated system of checking on transports, checking on like they they're looking for escapees, all that stuff. And also what they heard too over the walkie-talkie, they somebody was basically was like, we see two footprints, you know, two sets of footprints, and they was like, oh shit, they're well, we haven't gotten there yet. Oh my bad. But um, so but my point being, like, it's sophisticated. Yes. And they've given people it's numbers, transports organized. numbers. Outposts have numbers, which we don't know if that's like the, the actual number corresponds with like we have 41 outposts or whatever. Uh, um, true. But yeah, so they say copy that 207 on the walkie talkie. You hear someone say copy that 207. This is 141. We got a set of boot tracks. Uh, could be 525s. Meaning they're they are um, tracking the pe like either Gabe and Rosita or Maggie, right? But they do have someone somewhere is tracking their boot prints, looking for them, and so they look at each other and, and go, "We gotta get the fuck out of yeah, here!" Like, oh shit, time to go! Yeah, um, and either they're getting out of there to get further away from whoever's tracking them, or it seemed to me like maybe they were getting out there thinking. Maggie's the one being tracked. We need to find we need to get to her before they do. Correct. Um, so then we get we cut to Maggie. Maggie sees a little boy zombie that's like right around Herschel's age, a little bit older, obviously. Mm-hmm. Then she has a flashback to that same like when she got abducted moment, and we see Herschel got abducted too, and she wasn't able to save him. Right. So I think this is supposed to be like an emotional thing because 
she refuses to kill this little boy zombie. She picks up a rock, thinks about it, puts the rock down, and just walks off instead. And, of course, because she didn't kill it, the zombie starts following her. Yes, it did. Um, and it does look like a little, you know, little adorable baby. Like, boy, it's just, mm-hmm. you know, it's just sad. Just, you know, it's sad. Um, and so then... Um, Gabe and Rosita, they argue about what the plan is. And this is one of those scenes where, you know, whatever this lover's quarrel thing is, it feels like a little bit of just, we need to get from one scene to the next. Um, and we want to make sure the actors are, are human and have some moments to act with their characters. But it didn't really add anything. And it felt like a pointless argument that we've seen too many people have over the course of how many seasons. But it was basically one of those, like, Rosita's like, we got to go and he's like well what's the plan and she's like we're gonna follow the convoy to and we're gonna find where they went and and he's like calm down just slow down you're just right. running around he was like it just don't make sense and she's like i gotta go we gotta go right now we don't got time for this plan bullshit <laughs> and then a couple of walkers attack him and he takes his out easily rosita struggles with hers falls to the ground grabs her arm and he uh kills her the walker that was attacking her but we realize now her arm is dislocated yeah from that fall right and she's probably it's probably been dislocated the whole time right and she's been trying to act like she can tough it out and shit and it might be you know just part of her whatever and he goes into like look you stop blaming yourself for this shit you know because they kidnapped obviously coco Mm -hmm. stop it's not your fault like we we not gonna get her back by just rushing in there with no plan and what do you tell me when i get upset you say quit bitching and move forward and um then before they can finish the discussion they hear a train horn in the background and they're like a train they got a train right because it's surprising uh to uh to them oh oh you said that he reset he, yeah, he resets her arm. Mm-hmm. Uh, my bad, I forgot to put say that. But yes, he does reset her arm into her shoulder. But you know, with you, everybody knows you normally need like a brace. If it was you know real life, you'd probably mm-hmm. be in the hospital for a little bit or something. Right, had to restrict movement. But they ain't got time for all that shit. Rosita's a badass. Blah blah blah. But in general, it was very much like a. Uh, to me, this scene just felt more like a. We want to show that they're frustrated and. Mm-hmm. how they're going to end up, you know, try, what the plan they're going to try to execute. Right. And to, and guess what? If I was in their shoes, I'd be like, a goddamn train. The fuck is a train? Do, you know, because you've been in this world forever and shit like that has stopped running and stopped moving. Like, uh, any trains that you pass, uh, you know, they're sitting on a track somewhere rusting. Yeah, they're bringing back trains, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, so she, um, I'm sorry. So then we cut to Maggie. Maggie's walking by some train tracks. Uh, she sees like a um, little side of the road place where she can hide, and she hears a motorcycle approaching. She knows it's probably one of the guards, probably the ones that were tracking her footprints. Right. So she go down there and hide. So she hides. The guard gets to the place. He don't see her. He's like, we can see where she's hiding, but he can't. And then he radios in. He's a lazy guard. He's like me. He's like, I don't see nobody. Move it to the next spot. And they were like, well, they out there. Just double check real quick. And it's like, oh, shit, if he double checks, he might see Maggie. We don't know because the reason he didn't see us because he really didn't look that hard. Mm -mm. And so uh, the zombie boy that was following Maggie He's still following her, of course, and he starts walking towards the guard. 
and the guard pulls out his gun to kill the zombie boy and that's when maggie ambushes him stabs him with a railroad spike that she found on the side of the road pretty gruesome weapon Mm -hmm. um and she stabs him like through the side of his chest like like a just a like just probably fucked his lung up just a bad just a bad place to be stabbed Mm -hmm. like through the ribs they struggle over his gun she knocks him out with his gun takes it uh the little zombie boy of course is still there he attacks her (laughs) and then she grabs him you know almost like you know you would hold a child to for them to take a nap or something or when they're sick so she grabs him from behind and doesn't kill him he's trying to bite her and then of course she's having flashbacks of her own child which you know i mean i assume at the z pocket at this point everyone's killed a baby zombie you know at this point it just is what it is but here she is struggling with it because she's missing her child right and i could still understand it being hard Mm -hmm. i'm just saying Mm -hmm. i feel like the the maggie that was you know Telling everybody shut the fuck up and fuck Negan and do what the fuck I told y'all to do, bitch. She wouldn't have thought twice. I feel like that Maggie from like a season or two ago would have. Oh, that, that, that hung Greg wouldn't have thought twice. Yeah, <laughs> but this Maggie was struggling because her child's missing. Right. Um, And so she does kill the zombie, but as she kills it while it's cradling in her arms with the spike through the back of the head. And she did everything but sing that damn, sing it a lullaby. <laughs> Only thing was missing was look at the flowers. Yeah, she was holding that little zombie like, hush, little baby, don't say a <laughs> All word. right. I was like, just fucking kill it. But <laughs> anyway, Daryl and Carol roll up on Maggie and, you know, the the, child, the dead child zombie. And, of course, the guy that she, like, beat up and knocked out. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to rewind a little bit to talk about Daryl and Carol, which is, this will take us to the end of the episode. Mm-hmm. So Daryl and Carol earlier in the episode were looking through binoculars at the train and at the guards because they know about the train from Hornsby. Yes. And they also, you know, are Daryl and Carol, so they're doing reconnaissance. They're not like, you know, these other motherfuckers. They're not like Rosita and Kelly where they just roll up on people. Daryl is like, I I track for a living. This is what I do. So Daryl's like six guards. Uh, this, da, da, da. you know, he's like, no, no one, you know, one of them had cornflakes this morning. Um, but while he's there looking, Daryl sees that they actually have Connie in custody. Mm-hmm. And Carol turns on the walkie talkie so they can hear what the guards are saying on the walkie talkie. And they hear the guards saying, Connie is uh, exile and she is being designated, she's designation two um that means she won't be a worker she's gonna be taken to some other location and it seems like a really bad thing because the guard even seems stunned and he's like wait did you say designation two it's like yeah he's like oh shit and the other guard responds yeah exactly so get her there safe so i don't know what designation two is it just seemed bad yeah, I don't know if Destination 2 is, is just, it's hard to get there or it's just so far away or is it even... Well, it's not Destination 2. It's Designation 2. Meaning, like, if I'm a 1 and, every, and 99% of people are Designation 1 and they go to the labor camp or they go to this other location, Designation 2 apparently is some shit where you don't even go where those people go. Uh, you go. You go to some other place, and and they both said it like 
like I said, the two things were one, get her there safe, which feels weird, right? Get her there safe. Like it's very important these people arrive safe to to wherever this location is. But two, it was like not common to have a designation two person. Um, and it seemed worse than the the labor camp shit that we saw earlier. A true true, true. I you know, it's one of those things where I wonder if it's like a you really can't do any labor and you know we don't really know what to do with you quote unquote like we know she's hearing impaired and, right. and like she does asl and stuff but yeah I, I mean we'll hopefully we'll find out but it just it was the way he said like oh shit and then the other dude's like yeah exactly so get her there safe you know and the reason they had to ask this is because she was being taken on a transport for cargo that's what this train was it wasn't for people it was for cargo and since they were allowing it was like because we just need to get her to wherever the location she's supposed to go is so you got to put on the cargo thing it's governor's orders and you know that's pretty important because you know governor pamela milton has it out for her probably just as bad as anyone else just as bad as eugene uh just as bad as max because Connie was the one that did the journalism that exposed the missing people, yada, 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 all the way to her son getting killed. But you know what? And I don't know if this is writing, but it's she specifically pointed her out, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. You know, now, nobody, she didn't consider none of nobody else dangerous, though, but that one, she was like, oh, yeah, you extra I mean, dangerous. think about what... I don't know if it's a, a danger thing that she could be putting her there to make her get hurt. Like, or like there's a special punishment awaiting her designation right. as a designation two person. Right. That's why I said she specifically pointed her out and put her at the worst location for a reason, but yet you didn't care about nobody else from the group. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. You saying danger, danger, right? Mm-hmm. I'm saying like Negan's dangerous. Maggie's dangerous. Carol and Daryl are dangerous. Um, they did. They don't seem to have been designated des- designation number two. So I'm thinking like it's not. It's beyond even just danger. It's like fuck that bit. Like it's personal or something. Yes, that's yeah. what I'm. That's what I'm wondering. Okay, right. And 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 the reason why I say I do, I think it's personal too. And the personal thing is, I'm purposely putting you in danger. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. I I, I thought you were trying to say. Carol was singling Connie out as more dangerous than the other people, so therefore she was designating her designation two because these other people she considers like safer. Oh no 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 no! She didn't even consider them. My you know in my mind she was like the rest of the group. I'm not worried about. I'm right. worried about you because you're the person that cracked that article that started right. all this bullshit in the first place. Yeah, exactly. And so maybe if the danger is on a like danger to the status quo by you know mm-hmm. putting my putting me on front street maybe but it felt more like a i i want to hurt you the worst type right. thing because of how she singled her out to yumiko and all that stuff and she she hinted that she knew that connie was behind it mm-hmm. um and also they was in the streets at the protests and shit being out front you know getting getting uh labeled black extremity uh black identity extremists and shit <laughs> uh, so anyway um carol uh, asked what is designation to daryl just realizes his heart is breaking because you know connie is his bae mm-hmm. and it's we went through everything with the cave and her being abducted mm-hmm. and He's like i'm not going through that no i'm more. not gonna lie even i rolled my eyes and got a little bit mad at this scene because i said are we really about to do this again connie's getting fridged and we just she's getting taken somewhere i was like god don't let this episode to go down that path so daryl 
realizes they can't go after Connie because she's being taken to a different place. So if they go after Connie, knowing that she's not going to the place their friends or their kids are, it one gives up the element of surprise when they discover like, uh oh, these motherfuckers done, you know, whatever. Yeah, jack the train. Yeah, right. they jack the train. We know to be on alert of them trying to free everybody else. Um, but that also means that if he doesn't pursue Connie, she goes off to wherever designation they, they two play people go. Right. And it it's don't not sound like good. it's far too. Yeah. But um Carol says, you know, um, don't worry don't worry we don't have to rush down there we can hang back we got the jeep let's just follow the train to wherever it goes and then we'll we'll at that destination we'll go get connie and save her then we'll find out where the kids are um and that way daryl doesn't have to let her connie be in danger again right um they get on the jeep get in the jeep to follow the train they are fucking zooming ain't they zooming they are zooming child unlimited gas and they're still having a hard time like following it and it's a little bit harrowing to follow the train because what if you get spotted you know from the train and they're driving on the road versus the train has got a straightway path right and so what they realize is you can drive the car to get ahead of the train just follow the tracks and so they they just floor it get ahead of the train um and they get to a train junction um which you know which where they have that switch where you can kind of like change which part of which direction of the track the train takes and they discuss like you know like carol's basically like we can just stake out the junction the train has to stop here to hit the switch or whatever right and then we can like ambush him and get connie and all this stuff and daryl's like i've you stay here i'll go i got i gotta go back to the train and and do it myself and she's and she talks him down basically she has a heart to heart with daryl and carol had a a a interesting episode because she had to be a lot of different carols this week Mm -hmm. and so she kind of does that motherly you know thing to you know she turns into aunt carol and she's like listen um we we are going to save connie and I know what, what you're thinking about. You think about the cave and how she was stuck there that whole time. And we thought she was dead and nobody ever went. And it was, you know, we everyone was relieved she was alive, but also like a huge amount of guilt of we didn't, we just never went to back to check on you. Yeah. And on top of that, Carol was like, I fucked up because I was determined to do this shit by myself. You cannot do this shit by yourself. That's the reason why we even had the whole cave shit because I was just so fucking gun ho and you just can't do it alone. So she reminds them that they can't save Connie like something that Kelly told him a long time ago, which is we can't save Connie if we dead. Right. So he agrees. You're right. We got better chances. We'll stick together. We'll do the ambush. Um, After that, Daryl and Carol roll up on Maggie and the child zombie. Mm -hmm. Um, And Maggie struggles. Um, talking to carol she's struggling with the guilt of how she couldn't protect herschel and she watched herschel get abducted carol tells her that's not on you you just one person she's like it is on me anyway um even if everything you're saying is true and then carol talks about how the commonwealth was actually kind of bad for them 
They were in the Commonwealth. She's like, when I was in there, I stopped talking to Daryl. I was, you know, I used to see him every day, check on him. And but once we were back in there living our own lives, everybody got in their own routines. And they kind of split us up without trying to split us up. Right. That, right. Because they give you certain assignments. Everybody has this hierarchy. Everybody's living everything. And it's, it's kind of like normal. Everybody just goes about their lives and nobody actually takes the time to reach out and, and keep the contact that they had before. Yeah, and, and she brings up how the thing the zombie apocalypse and the fall of civilization really gave them was family. Yes. Because Daryl, to her, is now her family. Maggie is her family. She said, and that's a good thing. And because we were actually out there in that, in that shit, being a family, surviving together, we going to survive this, and we're going to get our kids back, and we're going to make it right. And Maggie, you know, gets that battery pack put in her back like, you're right. You know, and it was like a teary-eyed conversation. But, you know, two of the baddest characters on this motherfucking show. Right. You know, all these killers uh, basically like, uh, you know, getting their focus back. Because they they're down bad right now. They're down, mm-hmm. not not in a loser mean way, but mm-hmm. the, they're down. We, we, our, our protagonists are, are losing. We're, yeah. It's the third quarter. We need to make a rally. You know? We need to. And so um, Gabe and Rosita walk up on them. So then they have a reunion. You know, now everybody's getting back together. They're like, where's Daryl? And they're like, he inside. What's he inside doing? Interrogating that dude that she stuck the railroad spike through. Because he survived. Because he survived, but he's in a bad way. Mm-hmm. Okay? He is dying. Yeah. And, and, and Daryl's like, I want answers. We could do this the easy way or the hard way. You decide. It's a slow, messy, bloody death that he's dying and daryl's like listen he tries several techniques first of all um first he tries the hey man where'd you take connie and the man just don't want to talk and then he's like look man i used to be like you i was i joined up with uh in the armed forces or something because i my family needed man man money i I imagine you the same and the man don't respond to that and then daryl's like look they took my kids from me i said my kids mm. hello daryl daddy come on step daddy uh <laughs> uh come on daddy to stay look at yeah he's like uh shack's uh shack stepdad mm-hmm. um, my kids so then um he said they took my kids from me and i want them back and the man doesn't really respond to that daryl kicks him right in the right in the stab wound and then carol comes in and says, hey, we don't got much time. The train going to be here soon. And Daryl says to the man, do you want to die fast or screaming? <laughs> you decide. And luckily, that's when Gabe came over. Just in time. Because Daryl was like, I am tired of the fuck shit. Gabe turns on this preacher stuff. And he's a Catholic preacher. Um, so it, was, it wasn't, you know, some good old black Baptist teaching. It was, it was very like, son, we must talk. You know, that kind of shit. Yeah, because... He Gabe was like, "Hey, I remember you. You sat in the back." Yeah. Uh, so he says, "You sat by the door. You come to church late and leave early. You seem like a man that wanted to talk about something." And this man's faith allows him to be manipulated because he's like, "Does God forgive people like me?" And Gabe's like, "I don't know. I wish I did." And he's right because he also, you know, d- did horrible things. And he doesn't know where his soul is going to lie at the end of everything. Uh, the guy says, I'm torn apart from the guilt and the shame. And Gabe says, he reads him so straight up. He's like, because you're a coward. 
It's yeah. okay. It's and okay. Like the I guy was. looked offended, by the way. Like he's like, he's like, cause you're a coward. Like, cause you're a soft baby back bitch. Mm. Ah! Yeah. Yeah. Talking for somebody else who used to be one. Right. But he doesn't say, he never says that he, he used to be that. one. Mm-hmm. So it's from a place of judgment. As far as this man concerned, like he didn't say brother, we the same. He basically like, cause you're a whole bitch, but, but you don't have to be a whole ass one. He says, it's okay. You're trying not to be fear can make us do things that bring shame. And it can also push us into the light. He sees that, aka God. I see it too. We all do, pointing around at the whole room. And so the man spits up blood, and he's because he's dying. Gabe, Daryl looks at Gabe like, "Hurry this shit up, okay?" Ah, y'all wasting time. Like this motherfucker is on his way out. We don't have time for for the redeeming soul. But Gabe sits closer to him, and because he's getting further than Daryl ever did, mm-hmm. and he says, "People remember the last thing you do. The end of each story is very important." How do you want yours to end? And the man breaks and tells him, look, your friends got sent to a labor camp. Um, they they going to be doing hard labor. Um, uh, I don't know where they take the designation to people, who's which is Connie. Mm-hmm. Um, so this must be like a special area. He says, I just know that you never see them people again. Uh, he just know whenever somebody gets sent there, you, you don't see them no more. So wherever... He, they plan on sending her. That's like, like almost like a death sentence. Since the, which hints the old shit when he brought up she's designation too. Mm-hmm. Uh, then he asked Gabe, "Will you pray with me while until I die?" And Gabe tells everybody, "Go ahead, I'll talk to him." And he pulls out his Bible, and they cut away real quick. And Gabe is basically walking back to the crew, and he's got a knife in his hand, meaning he killed the guy made sure he didn't turn to a zombie right um and outside everybody's connie everybody's coming up with a plan the plan is we're gonna ambush the train okay we're gonna we're gonna make when the train stops at that junction you know we're gonna sabotage that junction uh we're gonna basically board the i'm sorry connie's not there yet we're gonna we're gonna board the train to get connie and then we're gonna um and and then they don't tell you the rest of the plan at that moment, but they're like, you know, we're gonna stop the train. That's gonna be the plan. So they do. The train stops at the junction uh, switch, which is stuck. There's a guard that gets off. Who's you know just basically these stormtroopers. Like it's so funny how all the guards and the, the troopers look like the stormtroopers this year because they're they getting do. killed like them. Yes, they are. So he gets off and he's like. The train is stuck. I don't know what to do. And then the other guy's like, how hard can it be? Just flip the switch. And then uh, they realize the radio isn't working because the conductor, who is not a guard or in a uniform. And just a regular Looks like a regular, like he knows how to work trains person. Yeah, look like I worked trains before the world ended. <laughs> and so he goes on the radio to try to tell the this outpost uh, outpost 22 that they're stopped and the junction is trying, they're trying to fix the junction. But he's not getting the answer, realizing, uh-oh, the radio's not working. Before he can say anything, Maggie puts a gun in his head and basically says, have a seat over there. Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. Um, Who you think you calling? Get off that phone. Another trooper who seems to be in charge of everybody starts giving out instructions, like, how hard can hitting the switch be? And the guy's like, why don't you fucking do it then? And he's like, all right, well, you other troop, you go check the woods. You, the other troop, you go check the flank. And yeah, because we out here in the open, so you know stuff gonna be drawn to us. 
Yeah, or it could be an ambush. Maybe he was expecting something. I don't know. Ah, but that's true, too. It's basically just military orders of, like, you know. Yeah, just in case it is, right. Mm-hmm. So then uh, Daryl and Carol get they solid snake on from Metal Gear Solid. <laughs> and they're just doing a whole bunch of, like, you know, crawling and, and stealth moves. <laughs> Get, getting all they, they kill points up. Yeah, well, they, this is before they, they, they even kill anybody. They're, they're uh, 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 assassin points up. They just start moving around. Like, the stealth rating is on is at the highest. And yes, so, it is. Um, Maggie kidnaps the conductor. Gabe and Rosita get the drop on the guard that went to go secure the woods. Right after she says, like, you know... The woods are, you know, the woods are clear or whatever, and then they kill, they 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 get the drop on her. That's an old word, they clear? Yeah, they don't show them kill her or anything, but they show they pull their guns on her and take her gun from her. Uh the guards that are trying to fix the junction switch realize, uh oh, it's deliberately it's deliberately sabotaged. Right. Like it's not just broke. Somebody like fucked this up. And the one that's in command is like, oh shit, everybody get back to the to the train. But it's too late. Daryl shoots the guard at the flank. So now we know the one in the woods and the one at the flank are definitely, you know, probably dead. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Daryl and Carol just have a tag team shootout. Uh, eventually, Maggie takes out one of the troopers from behind. Uh, I don't remember if Carol or Daryl shot another one. But the final troop takes Connie hostage and says, hey, drop your weapons. And so Daryl drops his gun, drops his... Uh, He's like, in the boat too, sir. Yeah, drops his crossbow. And then he asked Daryl, did you cut the wire to the radio or did you just shut the radio antenna off? Because he probably wants to know if he can, like, radio for help. And uh, Connie breaks free of his grip. The guard slaps her and then runs off. Daryl stops to check on her for a second once she's okay, made sure she's okay, he goes after the guard. But it, that time that he stopped allowed the guard to get on the mo- motorcycle and drive off. Right. But he don't know that Daryl is played by Norman Reedus, who has a whole motorcycle riding TV show. Come on. Reality show. So he wants to show everybody he can actually really ride these bikes. So he hop on the bike. Dukes of Hazzard style. Dukes of Hazzard style. And they start recording it with like GoPros or some shit. <laughs> yes, they had the GoPros on. Like, like the footage was shaky and stuff. Like you was on the motorcycle with them and shit. <laughs> I was like, am I riding? And then uh, the guard, like once again, another of these off-screen crashes. I, I swear it's just like, we got to save money on special effects, guys. Mm-hmm. We don't got time for stunts. and mm. we're just gonna Too much money. Lay the bike on the side and throw a tire over there. So, <laughs> right. Just show, just show them running. Shit, they know they crashed. So, we, so somehow the, the guy ate it, but he's still on foot running. He doesn't look like hurt or anything, but he's running trying to get away from Daryl. I know he got to be tied in that plastic stormtrooper suit. There's a tree that fell in the middle of the pike or the path they were on the road. And so they do a cool stunt where Norman Reedus or his stunt double, whatever, takes the bike, slides it on purpose so that it trips the guard who's running. And then he stands over the guard and stabs him through the chest, killing him. Yeah, he was like, oh, we ain't playing no games. Mm -mm, mm -mm. Nope, right to the head. Now I will say, like, maybe you leave a couple people alive to torture for more information. But, you know, Daryl, I feel you. The spirit got in him. Mm -hmm. That man put his hands on your woman. I see what you're doing. Not only that, he was like, nope, I don't want you to try to escape again. None of that. Nope, you got to die. I just think, like, knowing what they don't know, you would need some people alive. You want as many chances as possible to find your loved ones. Agreed. And he just killed this man straight out cold blood. 
So the plan now hinges on the conductor. The conductor to the train has been left alive and he's just a civilian. He's not a soldier. So I think there's an expectation. Well, he'll tell us what we need to know. We can go save our families. Right. The conductor of the train tells Maggie and Carol that they got my family. And if the warden finds out I helped y'all, he going to kill me. And my family going to end up just like y'all friends in hard labor, whatever the fuck. Like, I, I'm good. And then Rosita's like, you know, that dude's laying next to you, that corpse. It's the guy that Gabe prayed for and killed. He probably had a family, too, and we didn't give a fuck. So what you pick. Tell us what the fuck we need to know. It's a subtle threat, but he, he comes. He, he says, okay, there's a map in the caboose. I can show y'all or whatever, in the engine or something. Mm-hmm. And so they take them, and as they're going, we see Daryl and Connie share like a, some ASL flirting, mm-hmm. you know, some, some of that good old good energy. Uh, we love a swirl ship on the show. Come on, all the swirls. Uh, but that's interrupted because we hear the conductor yelling, about how he gonna kill himself, and he has he like I he looking at them like I done already told y'all too much. He has a like of ways to kill yourself. This had to be the one of the worst options. He has like a screwdriver, a big ass screwdriver to his own neck, and he's like, I can't do it. My family was it, was it one of the ones that go into the ground for the train? Sure, why not? I don't know. Oh, okay, I looked at it. I couldn't tell. It looked like a screwdriver, not a um, not a stake railroad spike. Like, okay, like like Maggie killed that dude with. But mm. whatever, it, it, he had a long sharp thing to his own neck, and he was like, "I'm sorry, y'all. They gonna they gonna kill my family if I they, I help you." And, and and Carol tries to compromise. She's like, "No, no, no. We could beat you up." We'll beat you up. It'll look like we made you right. You know, like, like help us. You can survive. It won't be as bad as you think it is. He's like, no, I'm a horrible liar. They're going to torture me and then they're going to know that I'm I helped you I'm a horrible y'all. liar. I was like, what the fuck is wrong? You don't want to live, but I guess he is a family man because he actually does take himself out with that screwdriver and it's pretty brutal. Yeah, because not only did he stab himself in the neck, then he fell on it, which yes. actually went through his it head. Went through and, his ho- yes, and, oh. and made it even worse. And it was one of those things where, uh, however they function, he already knew that once he started talking, it was going to be a problem. Like he was like, once they figure this shit out, my family's dead. So we kind of regardless. So who knows what kind of torture, you know, like this this setup is once you kind of get outside of the commonwealth is but it had him fucking freaking out yeah um right so it tells you they 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 go extra hard on people right um either that he's just the softest nigga ever but uh basically he was supposed to be there you know their answer to that was supposed to be the guy that tells them where the kids and the families are. And now they have no way to know. So then, so I'm like you, it makes, would it make sense to at least keep one of them soldiers alive, you know, so that you kind of would have had a backup plan. But to an extent they was like, Hey, we tried the soldiers. They kind of hard. So we, we ain't going to go that route again. I guess so. So then the crew tries to figure out where the location is and they decide to go get, cause you know, it's a fork in the road literally at that, that junction. Mm-hmm. So they decide they, they're not going to split up. They decide to go back to the train where the radio, they, they sabotage, they can just fix it. And so, um, 
they hop back on the radio and it's Rosita pretending to be that woman guard who they ambushed in the woods Mm -hmm. and she's like hey this is whatever number that woman like 131 um the train got ambushed i'm the last one alive i'm lost i need directions back and the operator's like don't worry i got you girl okay use a compass go due north and then uh while they're showing this while they're playing this audio of the uh communication between the operator and rosita Mm -hmm. they show us a video of the people that are in the slavery camp ezekiel and negan and them getting they like their job is done it's the middle of the night they're back on the bus kelly is sleeping on zeke's shoulder i don't think this is necessarily a relationship type thing i Mm -mm. think it's just like a almost like fatherly daughterly to me i agree um then and then negan and zeke all right, we can we can't see what they're seeing. We're hearing this audio I'm about to tell y'all about, but we see them exchange very knowing looks. Like, wait a minute, we where the fuck are, we know where we're going, and then on the audio part of it, as we're seeing that, we hear the woman give directions to Outpost Twenty Two, which reveal that the Outpost Twenty Two is actually alexandria mm-hmm. which what mean, the fuck which means the whole time they've been gone she basically went to their communities and took over the communities she sent somebody there mm-hmm. you know because milton seems to have been there the whole time but it seems like that thing we saw like hornsby you remember she was he was trying to help negan's people or whatever the fuck it seems like they go to other people's communities and basically just fucking like absorb them make those people slaves essentially make them like it felt like some lockdown type shit and as she was describing it the woman was like you know uh keep an eye out for hostiles on the road and shoot to kill meaning like you know that this is not the altruistic side of the commonwealth this isn't there we're bringing democracy to everybody shit this is we're absorbing your community's resources to filter in the eyes i mean and, once and again people gonna be mad and y'all not gonna get everybody and they're gonna be like fuck y'all so you're gonna have some sometimes forms of resistance and once again just this whole season this whole out thing with the commonwealth has been about just a huge read on colonialism and capitalism mm-hmm. it's really like i said i know people probably don't like it or whatever but i i do like this kind of shit it's very message but it's working and, on me and it's gonna be really really interesting because you have a small part of the crew just actually kind of on their way back to these areas i'm wondering what's up with aaron and them because they got sidetracked but they were headed to well they did make it sound like i can't remember they yeah i think they said they were headed to alexandria first because it actually was doing the best and then they were going to do hilltop and oceanside so i don't know if they are already there if they're going to meet them on the way yes if they you know if they're if they're like if they already got to alexandria and they were shocked at what the fuck was happening i I, I don't know what's gonna happen and i feel like there must have been people that stayed behind in alexandria mm-hmm. that maybe i'm just not thinking of off the top of my head but like did they get like captured are they enslaved are they thinking that oh no it's all good this apparently our leaders agreed to the commonwealth's demands and they're doing i, I don't know what's happening yeah, it's gonna be really 
interesting to see. And like you said, it's one of those things where you're quote unquote coming into Commonwealth, which means a lot of times when you come into Commonwealth, you a lot of times don't really care about the other areas. And it would not be surprising that this is one reason why she didn't want me to go back because she go, Hey, y'all go back. Y'all gonna realize I done took over y'all shit. And then I'm gonna have to deal with y'all coming up here and possibly fucking everything up going. Y'all took over our community. Um, so Maggie, everybody, once they realize that it's Alexandria and it's been taken over as a part of the Commonwealth. I know they was like, what the fuck we need a map for? <laughs> well, Maggie is pissed and she's mm-hmm. like, Milton has underestimated us from day one. Yes. We're going to get our kids. We're going to take back our home and we're going to make it right. And Pamela's never going to see it coming. Mm-mm. And this is all I was saying last week. <laughs> I know it's you know it's a it's an episode that kind of just shows us how much more deep doo doo they can be in, but it's also the episode that shows you how elite our team is. No losses. I think the only injury we suffered was uh, Rose, Rose, Rosita's yeah, arm. Shoulder. Mm-hmm. But like th- th- these motherfuckers have escaped. No one's dead. They were smart enough not to run into the woods and get shot. Like, right. she don't know who she fucking with. The fucking baby's gonna probably be already free when they meet them in Alexandria. Child, she gonna look up there. It's gonna be a one-man Judith team fucking everybody up. Right. Like, so I just, man, I, I, it was a great ending. It was like such a like full circle moment. And honestly, better than the comics to me um, in making yep. Uh, the Commonwealth feel like a community that needed to be taken down and taken apart mm-hmm. as opposed to just say, this is an inconvenient, but the zombie apocalypse is so fucked up. People probably wouldn't complain about an inconvenient, safe place to live. Right. This is a literal, like fucked up place to live. And it seems like the people inside the Commonwealth don't even really fucking know what their leaders are doing. Like, no, they don't. We never had a hint or clue about this whole, like, essentially slavery to get this train built. We, like, there's, I don't remember very much about this that led to any of this stuff. So I'm enjoying knowing that how sinister this shit is. Yes. And, uh, yes, it's, it's going to be interesting, uh, to see what they do for moving forward. Just because they don't have, uh, you know, uh, the, the just blatant slaves in, in in front of you. The idea that that system could run without, you know, any sinister, you know, accumulation of wealth and money and shit, it was impossible. So, right, yeah, I, oh my god, I. But I enjoyed this episode a lot. It was Me fun. Uh, we'll be back next week with a, another recap. Thanks for listening, everybody. We appreciate oh, you and your comments. To next week. Uh, next week. Oh yeah, what am I? I'm sorry, you're right, Karen. What am I looking forward to? The trial of Eugene. <laughs> the trial of the century, Eugene. I need to see Eugene on trial. You know. Yes, and Yumiko defending him. Seems like a dude that would rock a bolo tie in uh in the courtroom. <laughs> yes. But we'll see what he decides to wear. But yeah, most yeah, that's a great thing. And of course, you know, our people getting the Alexandria folks together and shit. Because I feel like we just. So we got to roll up on the Commonwealth at some point, and they don't. Uh, even with their stormtrooper armor, they've been taking L's all season. They don't want to smoke. They, they don't want to smoke, and it's going to be really. I don't know. We got a few more episodes left. It's going to be really interesting to see what they do, and maybe this is my educated kids. It's all going to fall on Mercer. I think that he is literally somebody that can rally the stormtroopers. <laughs> 
Mercer, they can roll in and handle business. Yeah, Mercer gives the vibe of a guy who, you know, comes true in the end. So I, I feel like something will involve turning him. They've done too much work of making him seem like a good person that just mm-hmm. needs to be encouraged to do the right thing. So I'm, I'm hoping maybe he doesn't have to die. And quit, and quit fucking around and get with your princess. Princess. There you go. <laughs> All right, y'all. That's it. Until next time. I love you. I love you too. Mwah. Mwah.